Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. Unfortunately, Derek Halpin can't be here today. Um, his grandmother passed away, so we want to want to send my deepest condolences to Derek and his family. And if you're on social media, please, Derek's at Halloween Halpin. Send him your love. He needs it right now. Though, I do know that he was tuned into AEW tonight, and he said that opening match did bring a smile to his face. But I think he'd like to hear some love from you. But uh, let's see. I'm here by myself, and I am not doing a Bill Burr-style podcast. I don't have that in me, and the idea of that is so anxiety-inducing. And we just talked about that last week. Don't want to bring that back. So what I'm going to do is we actually have an unaired episode. We unearthed this. I found it. Unearthed it from the hard drive. We, uh... We recorded this when we were in Chicago or Hoffman Estates for All Out, and this would have been right before we went to Two Cups Stuffed, so this is deep in a time that we're talking about White Claws and Hobbs and Shaw, but also we're interviewing our uh, good buddy Neil, and this is, damn, I didn't, I couldn't remember what we had listened or talked about on this, I just went back and listened. This is a good fucking episode, so don't, don't sleep on this one. You should check this one out. Don't be like, oh, man, this isn't, this isn't going to be fresh. There's good stories. There's things that, you know, aren't about right now and what's happening, which I hear there's another Saudi Arabia show. Uh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck's going on with Tessa Blanchard? But you know what? We'll discuss that at a later date because I'm not going to sit here and ramble. Well, I might. I've already done it for a couple minutes. But, hey, enjoy this. Uh, we will be back next week, or at least I'll be back. I'll find a guest and uh, business as usual. But for real, Derek, sending my love to you. Uh, hope you feel better, brother, and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined Pro Wrestling Hangout. I'm Macho Man Randy Savage. And today we've got a little bit of a special episode. What do you want me to fucking say, Garrett? I'm not actually fucking macho, man. I did the best I could for this, as long as I could. Yeah, this seems like something you probably should have planned that out a little more, but I didn't you give you fucking, the opportunity. Yeah, no, not really. I, you know, I'm jumping in immediately to say that I had. Your own. I'm fully it. responsible for that. Yeah. We have a, a very special guest with us, a, a listener, a loyal listener of the podcast today. We're going to be conducting something of an interview. To get a story from when he was a youngling. Garrett, will you introduce our guest today, please? Do you want your last name said? Also, I've never heard your last name pronounced or said it myself. <laughs> that was his very subtle way of getting around fucking that up. That's Yeah, that's me saying, like, I know your last name starts with a V. But I don't think you've ever said it out loud to me. That's kind of like how uh, West Coast correspondent John, I said his name. We've known each other for many years yeah. at this point. He texts me and is like, hey, just so you know, that's not how you say my last name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this, this, is, this is, how about good brother Neil? This is good brother Neil. You good. want your last name said? It is Vercheck. 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 That makes sense. That seems like the exact the way it would be way. pronounced from reading it. But I thought Varan seemed like the way that you would pronounce it. He, John told me how to pronounce his last name. I don't remember. Vercheck. It's pronounced Vercheck. Neil Vercheck. See, we're running it into the ground. I was like, if anybody wants to stalk him. My I told you, it's the worst chair ever I in am human in, we history. Are, we are coming live from the Hilton Garden Inn in Hoffman Estates, Chicago. 
Illinois. <laughs> it's a, what? It's a suburb within a city with the shittiest fucking desk chair. Garrett, what are we here today for? And what, what are we doing? Because well, we are we are moments away. Moments. Mere moments. Seconds. Hours. Well, like a lot of seconds. A lot of seconds. seconds. Not one hour. It's not Man, a lie. Minutes. Yeah. 60 of them. About 60 of them. Uh, we're making go- a decision. <laughs> we're going to GCW's Two Cups Stuffed, but we are here for All Out, which is tomorrow night. And we're just kind of recording this weekend. We, uh, Neil, I'm not going to lie. I don't know when this is coming out. We're going to record a bunch of stuff, and at some point, this episode is just going to appear, and you're going to be on it. And I can give you a heads up if you want, or it can just be a surprise. Awesome. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. You will know the exact moment, but as far as I can tell, you are not actually bouncing at all. On the fucking thing when you so talk. I need to hold so. it, like, right here. Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Thanks for catching that, dude. I like to pay Wait, attention. Hello, Wait, everyone. Yeah, where did we meet? I'm trying to remember how exactly we met. We met at Dojo Pro. Shit, you're right. We met at Dojo Pro on my birthday. Yes. That was... that Was, was that that special show that Bailey was at? It was. It was. God damn, I am here for the deets. Because she was... Dating one of the who, which what Wheeler Yuta? No, it was uh, Alex is in the corner shaking his head. No, like Bailey would never fuck Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> no one fucks Wheeler Yuta. <laughs> Aaron Solo, it was that's a, who it was. Country singer Aaron Neville. Aaron Solo, Adrian Neville. Are they still? Are they? Are they still together? As far as I know, they are. I, I like that. I like we brought Neil on for all of the Bailey uh, relationship <laughs> information, but no, we met at that, and then I think we met up again in New Orleans for Mania Thirty Four, and that's where the friendship just blossomed. You know, when you share a progress <laughs> show for the first time, that's the first thing we saw together. I mean, other than Dojo Pro, we spent many hours at the Pontchartrain Center. That weekend until the wee hours of the morning. Let uh, me for a moment step in here because this is, is it because we were looking at each other's no, eyes and you were getting ignored. No, 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 no. I actually, I'm sorry, want, Derek. I actually want to put your friendship over because <laughs> <laughs> if if I may for a minute, we had this conversation earlier today. You can share a room full of pro wrestling fans and you're all like, yeah, we all have something in common. But not every single one of those people is somebody that you want to hang out with. When you're not at the show, right? Are you telling me that not all wrestling fans are created equal in the hang? Yeah. <laughs> you said yeah. me that there's a few of those? I'm guys? just letting you know that the fact that you were friends with Neil beyond the show, that's, that's, that's a good thing. That, that's, that makes it special. Hey, let's bump mics. Gingerly touched. <laughs> yes. Now I'm a little jealous. Now I've actually reverted back to being a little jealous. You and I have never had the opportunity to touch mics. Oh, but we will tonight, little buddy. Oh, just so everyone knows, uh, we do Two have queens one. and a king. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on if we can get Effie to get over here. And like, yeah, we. I, I would love to get Effie in this bed and interview him. God, that'd be gold. <laughs> if we're just both shirtless. Hey, and Neil, I'm going to be completely honest with you about something that happened in this hotel room a little earlier because I had, had a few white claws in me. Okay. Uh, okay. I did do a nude photo shoot in here uh, modeling the white claws <laughs> where they are covering my penis like the title is covering Shawn Michaels' uh, penis in the Playgirl. Oh, the infamous issue. Playgirl shoot. Yeah, okay. this was, we did my own little Playgirl shoot in here, and uh, I, I'm thinking about <laughs> starting a Patreon and people can get these photos. Wow. If... 
I honestly wasn't sure if this was real or not, but I am now being showed the photo evidence here. This is 100% legit, people. Describe what you see. I see a wonderfully hairy man, perfect with man boobs. Yep. Fat rolls. Yep. It's right and a up whole there with the creation full of, of man. white claw. It is a. Uh, it is not a flattering photo. I disagree. <laughs> Own it. Own it, baby. Own it. Can we make that the background of Alex's phone? <laughs> That's gonna be your screen. By the time this night's over. That's his punishment. <laughs> I sent those photos to my wife, and then she said, "Why?" She, she said, "Why is it when you're with your friends, you're always disgusting?" And what did Derek say to you from across the room, or to her, technically? I mouthed the words, "Well, you married it." She'll never listen to this. So I'm Wait, not okay, Alex, you're making a real face over here. You just had a, you had a sip of that that white claw. You had a black cherry, which is traditionally everyone's favorite flavor, and you're being a real dick about it. So let's let's go ahead and just get a little review there. I think I'd rather drink gasoline. That's a lie. That's that is a lie. True. Talk to my uncle if Jeff. He drinks that, gasoline. If you were gonna be a sourpuss about it, you might as well have grabbed a ruby red grapefruit or whatever the fuck it is. Because yeah, if you're gonna waste them, then you drink the <laughs> shitty ones. <laughs> Only five percent. Third like sip there. Yeah, no, I, th- I think. Like it's, shit, but it's, I this? think he's warming up to it. Watch this. It's he is making a show right now. By the end of this podcast, I'm going to have him listening to Carly Rae Jepsen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we are a very specific demographic of the pro wrestling fan base, where we're pushing White Claw, White Claw, and Carly Rae. Yeah, this is a. This is probably the least relatable wrestling podcast to most listeners. That should be our new fucking like tagline you won't relate to it but you might like it we're pushing a jason statham movie that's like 20 years old (laughs) what do i like this week and what wrestling did i watch (laughs) anyways neil's here yeah he is remember you told me a story and i think i remembered it completely incorrectly Uh, in my head you ran away from home and this was a very rogue tale but i think it still is since neil is our guest I think he needs to do something that we would be really good hosts to let him do, which is to allow him to, you know. Hit our goddamn music. Yeah, that one uh, went almost 10 minutes without uh, an intro. I just wanted to... Good catch. Hey. This is... I do think that's a thing we should let our guests do. We do it all the time. I think we're numb to it. That kind of power. Some people don't want to say it, I don't... Really? Who are some people? I bet uh, Stone Cold Steve... Eh, He would say it. He would definitely say it. He would not be on this, though. He would definitely not have a white claw. Yes, he would. He would not. Yeah, are you telling... Hey, Steve would drink a white claw. Stone Cold would not drink a pussy ass white claw. Although, did you see that BuzzFeed thing where he tried? You just to hit it three liquor? times. 
Well, there's nothing else to drink in this damn house. I there is Coors. That was a choice. <laughs> that was a <laughs> definite choice. Coors ain't much better. Either. I don't give a shit. Yeah, so you chose something that tasted like cherries instead of mountain breeze. Mm. You know how they fill up Coors cans? They sit them next to the urinal and have people piss in them. Mm-hmm. That is not true, and it would be super inefficient. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave you a scientific argument. <laughs> how many cans could you fill on a production line? Have I drank enough? Mm. Neil, you were 12 years old. I was 12. What happened? You have a, you have a story of an adventure that relates. To- <laughs> Derek is describing... Once again, I feel like I'm trying to grab the steering wheel to get us back on track. Because Neil is here to tell us a tale. Yeah. We just want to talk about fucking pussy-ass alcoholic beverages. Well, we're still in the first ten minutes of the show, though, and that's where we do this. Yeah. It I, is a running tradition lately to just talk about White Claws. I understand, but this is special. We have a guest, and I want to hear this story. Because I haven't heard the story. You have. Neil, as a young man... <laughs> Neil! <laughs> Neil! Yes. Fucking say it. All right. I was 12 years old, and No Mercy 99 was coming to the Gundarina in Cleveland, Ohio. I knew damn well that my parents was not going to let me go to that because pay-per-views run on Sundays, and Monday is a school day. Such bullshit. I know. Tell me about it. But I had a grand scheme planning, and this is what it was. I am going to tell my parents that I am staying at one of my friends' house. Kyle, Mm-mm. shout out to you if you listen to this. Probably don't, but I used you for this. What does Kyle do now? Does Kyle like I wrestling? I honestly have no idea. He did like <laughs> wrestling then, but who knows now. Fuck it's him. probably been about 19 years now. <laughs> Fuck Kyle. <laughs> Fuck Kyle. Fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> Fuck you for not staying in contact with me. Thought we were better it's than all that. all on his end. Anyways. I'm going to grab the steering wheel and bring this back now. (laughs) Told my parents I'm staying at Kyle's house and decided to hop on the RTA right down to the Gundarina, buy a ticket right on spot, and sit right there on the lower level for the first ever ladder match between Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. That's nuts. That also... It's crazy that you were able to just walk up to the box office and be like, hello, one child, please. (laughs) Still have the ticket stub to this day as well. I love that. Honestly, that's one that would be like a dream to get signed. Like that, you should have brought that shit to StarCast and like gotten some some Dudley and some Edge and Christian. Well, shit, Christian was supposed to be there last year and then ended up being somebody who couldn't go. I don't know if he canceled or what the deal was, but... Yeah, he canceled right. the first year like we did the third. We're saying it's like, you can't fire us, we quit. Yeah. Neil, you got, <laughs> you got your fucking, what, kids ticket or whatever? Yep. It's not a, I mean, it's a regular ticket. I. But he did it as a. I did old? it at, Neil? I was 12 years old. That is outrageous. You weren't even a teen. Oh, I know. Were there scary people on the bus? I probably would have been afraid like in the movie Big. Was oh, yeah. But I, I was one track mind. I was there was nothing You're stopping brave. me from Did going you never to the show. Have a moment where you're like, oh man, maybe I'm in over my head. You were. Th- I'm sure. I at that time I felt that, but I was a supple again, little boy. I would have been crying for kidnapping. I would have pissed. I was not missing this. Edge and Christian versus the Hardys in the first ever ladder match. 
it, but and what's crazy though is you had were they advertising that like this was built up to be a big deal at the time or was I remember like the raw leading up to this. This is it was we were doing this. It was the what was the the TIT the Terry Invitational Tournament. <laughs> they was, named a match. So this is what <laughs> the this is what was on, this was on the line here. <laughs> they had a bag of money hanging from. I remember from, this. And whoever got that bag of money won Terry's services as a manager. Terry Reynolds. Tit. So we knew who was going to be uh, facing each other as of that Raw prior to No Mercy. Okay. Okay. It's just crazy. We Did WWE frequently do ladder matches up till that point, but just not to that level? I don't remember it being done very often. So everyone talks about the start of it being Razor Ramon versus Shawn Michaels. Yes. But that was something that Brett had apparently pushed for for a while. Brett Hart. Sorry, I talked about him like I fucking knew him. Um, he had been pushing to do one of those for a while. And eventually they did it with, with Scott and Sean. And they fucking tore the house down. And they did a rematch at SummerSlam. Apparently a lot of people were impacted by that. But they didn't do much with it for years, really. It really wasn't like a thing for like another, what, like another almost decade? Before they started doing that on the reg? I mean, the Attitude Era was a different era altogether because they started breaking out gimmick matches basically every mm-hmm. fucking night. But the yeah. ladder match was one I do not remember seeing very often, though. I, I the only reason I mention it is because I remember listening to I think Bruce Pritchard's podcast where he was talking about how frequently after they started letting the Hardys, the Dudleys, and, and Edge and Christian do that, they started relying on that. Like every other pay per view, like yeah, guys, just go out there and fucking like ruin your, your careers. <laughs> Because it's an easy fucking pop. And it was, but it never they never had a bad match. The thing is that that formula of go out there and kill yourselves still works. I mean, it is the main it might be the main event tomorrow. I'm pretty sure that was GCW's original fucking foundation, right? Yeah. I mean, we're seeing a fucking ladder match tonight. It's a we're actually seeing a DLC match. Oh, the yeah. doors, ladders, doors, ladders, chairs. Doors okay. are cheaper. And I think we got uh fuck. And I think this is the one with like Alex Zane and Blake Christian. So we're going to see some like real flippy shit in this one. It's going to be gross. We don't know when this episode is going to drop. So this time relevant shit to the show that we're seeing tonight really doesn't always on matter. fight TV. Always. WWE and buying it. You can watch it anytime. What's the name of the show, Garrett? Two cups stuffed. Yeah. You can maybe see us. We'll be front row. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's warm Neil. Here a little bit. that's how i draw attention back to you neil um i can't fucking because i i can't remember how fucking old i was when i went to my first show i was a i want to say a junior was this your first show oh no okay oh no i'd already been going to ecw shows and everything what the oh yeah this is where we really have some stuff to talk about i don't know if i've ever met if i know anyone personally until now uh, that was an ECW guy or like a regular at the arena. This is a whole fucking psychological wormhole. I want to go down a rabbit hole. Does starting with ECW as a kid kind of skew what you expect out of pro wrestling a little bit? Well, it wasn't what I started with, but once I found it, I knew that was my jam. And like, who is your guy at that point? And also, what age are you? I mean, if you're 12 at No Mercy, what? how old are you at ECW watching wrestling? And who 11. is taking you? I love Shane Douglas. I love the triple threat. Really? Bam Bam, Chris Candido. Hell yeah. Yeah. God damn. 
I remember. What was the oh, go ahead. the summer of 1999? Not too long after you, Garrett. My, that same my, my summer friend. that Woodstock '99 happened, and uh, when Biscuit, Biscuit ruined everything. Yeah. No. 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 You had your appendix removed before me, and then a few minutes, months later. A few minutes, because you're minutes apparently, because I'm a little slur, little poser. Well, you I'm just wanted to copy me and get yeah. yours taken out too. Uh, it was the thing to do in the summer of 99 get that appendix, <laughs> get that out. appendix out baby also i don't think i've ever told this but i remember the night i got my appendix taken out monday night i was furious i was furious that they were putting me under for this because it was the night the ministry joined the corporation <laughs> also we have people under us you can't stop i don't give a shit about those people they're not coming up here oh you act like oh no Oh, it's hey, he has ECW. Get no, I want to. I want to talk about because here was my first experience. You know, you know how I first became aware of ECW had nothing to do with the fucking wrestling. My stepdad Bruce, to make me feel better for being in the hospital for getting my appendix removed, brought me a stack, a fat fucking stack of pro wrestling magazines, and I was introduced to a woman called Francine. Mm. And there was a pictorial in there. <laughs> That fucking took me through puberty in about 13 seconds. I met Francine. Still have an autographed... Uh... Neil! <laughs> the program just from so like... You know, Derek, Derek just moved to sit closer to Neil. Uh, like, and his legs spread apart a little bit. Groin the pointing leg, at him like a... The spreading had nothing to do with Neil. He means business. It had business. everything to do with Francine. Francine. <laughs> um... 12-year-old Neil met her. That was how I was like, where the fuck is Francine? I have not seen her in WCW or WWF. Oh, Extreme Championship Wrestling. What the fuck is that? That was my introduction to ECW. And then they had a game on the Dreamcast. (laughs) (laughs) That was the next time I heard ECW. Um, I've just always found it interesting. I never get to have the conversation with somebody who watched ECW regularly. So we'll get back into your no mercy thing, but I just like interesting question. Is it weird getting introduced to that much violence <laughs> or like in, in, before you're even like a fucking teen? I mean, no, because we were already watching UFC regularly and the attitude era was pretty much, uh, for us. yeah. So at that point it was really just, maybe just another step further from what we were already seeing on WWF television and WCW at that time. Um, and, you know, again, with the watching UFC and MMA at that time as well, that was we, pretty were, brutal we, shit we were no stranger to the, to the violence. Actually, um, my best friend at the, at the time, uh, his mother was dating a cop and he would confiscate illegal cable boxes and he'd bring them back to the place. <laughs> that they were staying at. <laughs> so we would get all the pay-per-views. We'd get all the WCW, all the WWF, all the UFC, and ECW once that became a thing. So oh, we were just jealous. all in on wrestling. See, I never got we pay-per-views had until they came to video and I got to rent them at the video yeah. store. And it was like, what, at that point, like five months yeah, it, was, it was pretty old at that point. <laughs> so we were watching Nitros that were up to date, but you were watching pay-per-views from five months ago. Yes. Uh, you didn't even try the scrambled uh, deal? We didn't with have... different things, yes. We didn't even have... <laughs> yeah, I would do that with wrestling, yank, too. Yank, yank, yank. <laughs> Once Joe moved away, I had no choice. <laughs> so, 
ECW arena. Like, what is the vibe in there like? Is he, have you been able to go somewhere that matches that again? Or I have never been to ECW arena. I okay. would only catch them when they come to Cleveland. Okay, 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 okay. I actually don't know that I knew that ECW was touring. I thought they, they were did. Mo- they did, but they but they played obviously like play like they're a band they went to smaller venues in the cities like they like they basically did what gcw is kind of doing now they would pick out like a smaller concert venues yeah. like i i they played um they would go to the agora in cleveland which is uh about two thousand people okay okay yeah, i can't really went to chicago but it wasn't like someplace downtown or anything i mean i have to imagine though there's still a vibe at an ecw show where oh, if, if yeah. it's that time period and that is your favorite thing and you know enough about it that you're traveling or you're going to a place to see it you're probably pretty wild yeah uh do, do you have any like memories from that like just matches that you're like this is one of the best things i remember from this so i don't really remember many matches i only went to two events back then but i've got a pretty interesting story about bubba ray dudley oh shit <laughs> alex is clapping like he knows this one so after one of these shows, some of the guys were out back where we were parked, and I'm walking by, and I notice, oh, my God, that's Bubba Ray Dudley. And I went up, and I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. And he told me to fuck off, kid. <laughs> Fair enough, sir. I'll be on my way. See, I res- a man told a 12-year-old boy to fuck off. And you remembered that forever. Oh, yeah. Did it at the time, were you like hurt a little bit? Or were you like, no, there's no way he really wasn't hurt. No. I mean, if an adult tells you as a kid to fuck off. I was a huge pussy, though. I probably would have cried. Also, he's huge. I mean, I was a little upset that he wasn't like, yeah, you know, thanks or whatever. Or didn't want to sign me an autograph or whatever. But it I still is pretty cool that Bubba Ray Dudley was like, fuck off, kid. Like, you got heel Bubba that night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that was... I mean, that was who he was. Oh, man. You ever I, seen Heat Wave 99, that promo? Yes. I'll tell you yes. the truth. I called him out on Twitter last year, and I was scared <laughs> shitless when I did it. <laughs> is he the first person you've been afraid on the other like, side of the I, keyboard? Like, yeah, I well, sent tweet, and I'm like, I'm probably going to well, die. Well, guess what, bitch? Your computer has a virus now. <laughs> I did <laughs> If he'd showed up at my door, I wouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> Neil, uh, go back to your story. So you fucking took a bus to go see the very what was it, the first was it the ladder or it was the first ladder match between Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys. And you were twelve, and you were sitting there by yourself. Yes, went by myself. Where were hey? Were, were you sitting lower level? You said yeah, I was sitting lower level. Where did the fuck did you get money for a lower level <laughs> ticket during the peak of the fucking Attitude Era to see that? Like, where, what what were you doing? Okay, so my grandpa lived next door to me, and I would always cut his lawn, and he would take care of me very well. Mm. Hell yeah. So Thank you, I guys. always had money to go to little concerts or wrestling events, and yeah. What was your first concert? Warp Tour '98. Fuck yeah! Hell yeah! Who is who is like the like that has to be like rancid year like a Deftones, No Effects, Hatebreed. Yeah. God, that's... I told my this was another funny one. I told my parents it was a skateboarding competition that they were dropping me off at. You weren't one hundred percent wrong. Yeah, it just left out about what ninety percent of it. Yeah, all the Van- but I didn't lie. Vans makes the shoes that skateboarders Steve Caballero wear. Steve Cavalera was doing the half pipe there. 
So there was skateboarding. You weren't. There just was a whole bunch of other shit happening too. Have you had any other experiences where like meeting a hero didn't go well, or like have other have you met other heroes and it they they were what you wanted them to be? Nothing's really ringing a bell, to be completely honest. Uh, Nick Nick Gage was cool. Nick Gage is as sweet as pie. I know he doesn't want me to say that on this podcast, but he's sweet. All day on Twitter, I see people that are at StarCast today posting, I went and met Nick Gage, and the dude's the sweetest fucking guy. I had and to make the comment. So you guys have never been to Logan Square Auditorium before. It's I think it's supposed to be like a like a ballroom, right? It's like, yeah, originally a ballroom. So there's a balcony, and during the show, all of the boys, and I put that in air quotes, air quotes, they hang out up there in the balcony watching the show. Mm-hmm. We notice about two matches in that Nick Gage is suddenly at AAW and he's watching the show. And I lean over to Garrett and I'm like, I love this venue, but here's kind of my one problem with the venue. I get more interested in seeing how they react to everything in the ring. And I got so fascinated with what Nick Gage cared about that was <laughs> happening during matches where he'd be like, yeah. And he would like nod his head or fucking like like raise a drink or like it's just like like you're right. He probably is like a fucking really nice sweet. In the meantime, he's also scary as shit, and that's kind of his gimmick, right? That, yeah. Where you put him up against somebody, you're like oh that guy's gonna die. You have to go talk to him tonight. I don't have to do any. But I want you to go over and be like, this is insane. Like even I know you like you've seen some Nick Gage matches. Tell him about the time you saw him here, and just tell him that you enjoyed it his face will light up and he is such a nice fucking dude and we'll just ch- you're going if to- i get the opportunity i'll do it he'll be by a merch stand at some point tonight like he's i don't know he's just one of the weirdest ones to meet to me because he is the exact he's the exact opposite of how he looks he genuinely seems like he's appreciative of his fans yeah, absolutely absolutely like even after working in wrestling for a long he's still a fan like do you do you get the vibe that like it still blows his mind that people give a shit. Like, I think, yes. Like, I think he he truly appreciates that Hugh enjoyed something he's done. That's cool. And, that's, and enjoyed it enough to come over and tell him about it. And he does kind of have... Can you name another person? Like, he's kind of cornered the market on people that you're still a little bit scared of. Like, shoot scared of. Fuck. Like, I'm Bruiser trying. Brody used to have the fucking corner on that market. That's true. Where he would enter the fucking stands and people would fucking run. Well, that one of the most enjoyable things about GCW being in uh, Japan over the weekend was seeing all the pictures of little kids in Schlack. Like him holding little Japanese kids on his shoulders and they just fucking loved him over there. And he's just covered in tattoos, missing his teeth. Like, to me, Schlack looks scary as shit. But the fact that Marcus Crane's willing to take that needle to the face mm. makes me more afraid of him. But Made me scream. It does apparently at a lower volume because you don't know how to do the master volume on our fucking episodes. I, I know how. It's just I didn't. Neil, um, what do you remember from sitting in your seat watching this fucking ladder match? Like, was that? I answer that for me, please. And then, was there a moment in the like the next two years where you're like, oh shit, that thing that I saw was really special? Especially when they did that at what six WrestleMania sixteen as a it was a triple threat then, wasn't it? Well, they, but they did they did a match at WrestleMania 17, but they also did one at 16 in Anaheim uh, that I think was just a straight-up ladder match that also involved tables. 
Like was was what was like what do you remember from the show and and what did it ultimately mean to you later in the next like, couple of years? I remember watching that match and just every spot was just one then one was better than the next. I mean, it just kept getting better and better and it did kind of hit me right then when I was watching like this is this is not like the rest of the stuff this that's on normal. this card. Yeah. yeah. This is this, this is going to be huge. This is a stunt show. This is this is new. This is different and this is this is next. You could probably tell in the crowd too yeah, just you, the vibe absolutely. in that arena had to have been nuts. It was everybody was popping for everything and you could tell everybody was on the edge of their seat. I think everybody pretty much knew right then and there like this is special. Does and that overshadow the rest of the show? Like, I, mean, oh, that, that, the, I mean, that's the one that everybody the remembers. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is the same show that China beat Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental Championship. Jesus. No shit. Yes. This was Jeff Jarrett's last match in WWF at the time. What was? The, do you remember the main event from that night? I believe. <laughs> that's a very good question. <laughs> yeah, like there's... Because if you can't, then, then you fucking know what stole the show. I yeah. think it was Mankind versus Triple H. I, mean, I think that's a big match still. I mean, but it's Hunter, but it's it's still a Triple H match going on after a fucking ladder match. Oh yeah, like there's no amount of McFoley that can make him more exciting. No, I don't. He's I like Triple H, but so at what what point and what age did you realize? Oh shit, I was there for the beginning. It probably didn't hit me until another maybe ten years afterwards. When, like uh, even well after 17 and everything? Oh, yeah. Uh, once the nostalgia from that era started to kind of pop back up, it was like, wow, I was at that match. That was the first one that kind of started everything. I think that you and I have had this conversation a couple times where we've talked about, like, if, if you were going to grab somebody who is not familiar with professional wrestling or doesn't, like, give a shit and you wanted to entertain them with one or two matches, which one would you start with? And you and I have both consistently said that like the Mania 17 TLC match is one you feel like you can suck people in with. It's pretty cool that you got to be there for essentially what was the, the tune-up, the warm-up to what all that shit ended up being for like oh, two yeah. years. Do you, is that the best, your favorite match you've seen live? Or do you have a di- – I mean – You've seen a shit ton of wrestling over the years since, obviously. There's two that really stand out. That's one of them. Uh, the other one would be Chris Jericho versus Shawn Michaels in the unsanctioned match. That came at uh, Unforgiven 08. Damn. They, they, Michaels I don't and, think I've ever seen that match. Michaels and Jericho used, had, a, had go several back and good watch matches. That one. Yeah. That'd be a good one together. for you guys to... To do a watch-along? Yes. We can do that in I'll leave tonight. a review. <laughs> I'll make sure to leave a review. <laughs> so you're recommending to all the twelve year olds out there to take a little take a little trip. Actually, you left the first review ever. Did I really for this show? We should give a very special thank you to Neil. We're getting your name tattooed. <laughs> and Derek's getting the Kota Abushi haircut. I'm getting the Kota Abushi haircut now. <laughs> God damn! We're gonna get his name tattooed on us, but like uh, Tenacious D has their the N-E-A-L. band Tanakh. <laughs> Why does your ass say n? Why does your say Al? It's for our friend Neil, who left the first review on our podcast. I'm gonna get Alex's right on my penis. I'm gonna tell people that it was yours from our our just ferocious love affair. And how much you guys enjoyed sharing white claws together. 
there were always claws present. Claws law. Is it empty? Do you want another? Finish no. it. Finish it. You want one more? No. Want a lime? No. Want to try the lime? I know that I'm going to suck. No, the, man- uh, the grapefruit sucks. The grapefruit kind of sucks. Yeah. Neil, thanks for coming on the podcast, telling your story. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the review. (laughs) What the fuck were we doing when we were 12? We certainly weren't hopping on buses and going to shows. But Okay, so you actually lived in Cleveland. I did. You lived in the city. Like, within 10 minutes of downtown. See, we grew the closest city for us to travel to do anything like that is two hours. We didn't have the opportunity. There wasn't even a bus we could get on to get there. We would have to get somebody to drive us to, like... Probably Springfield, Illinois. Well, the thing is, they did run house shows out of Springfield, so we fucking missed out on that. My my parents didn't want to like if it weren't on a weekend, it wasn't going to happen. And even like that's bullshit too, because your dad took you to Thunder. That's true. Thursday in the middle of the week on a Tuesday. Appreciate that, Dad. Tuesday. Wait, those were that there was Thursday night Thunder. It was it aired on Thursday, but it was taped on a Tuesday. You are right. I remember that. Holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> Derek licked his hand and, <laughs> and then crotch, crotch chopped. chopped. Uh, did you me. actually lick the hand? I did. You sick fuck. I washed my hands before I did it. I know. Uh, before we wrap up, what are you most looking forward to this weekend? Like, what do you have a match this weekend? That I know this is going to be old news by the time this is out, but I don't care. This is for me. Mance Warner versus Jerry Lawler. I'm looking forward to that, too, just because I just saw Jerry Lawler get taken out by fucking Bray Wyatt a couple weeks ago. And all of a sudden, he got demoted to GCW, in theory, because of that. Um, Is this going to be your first Jerry Lawler match? Or have you seen Lawler before? I think it is my first. It's not my first Jerry Lawler experience, but it's my first Jerry Lawler match. I was in St. Louis in 2011 in the build to whatever fucking WrestleMania The Rock came back at as a host. And there was a segment in St. Louis where Brian Hebner, not Brian Hebner, Earl. Earl, no, not even Earl. Whatever, who, whoever the fuck was There's Grandmaster. There's a third Hebner. <laughs> the third Hebner, our next episode. Um, who was uh, Jerry Lawler's son? Brian Christopher. Thank you. He was Grandmaster Grandmaster Sexay. There was a whole angle where he came out on Raw and ran down Jerry, blaming him for his drug addiction and the fucking downfall of his life in St. Louis. And I thought, wow, this is really fucked up and unnecessary for a wrestling storyline. That was the only experience live I've ever had with Jerry Lawler. Fast forward to tonight. (laughs) He's going up against the eye, Pope. God. God damn, he's going to go against a guy who's probably going to fucking do some fucked up shit. I don't see a world where Jerry Lawler is going to blade tonight. Do you? Is Jerry still there? Is Jerry willing to do a death match? Is Jerry still there? I don't know what to expect from this match. I mean, the the only time I saw him wrestle was in New Orleans. I saw him wrestle uh, Joey Ryan, but it was mostly just a match where he shot him in the dick with a fireball. (laughs) Oh, that video got a lot of hits, though. It did. That was a good video for us. I'll ask you this question, too, because we don't know when we're going to release this. Neil, what are your predictions for AEW? Like, in in the next year. The reason I asked this, because we were talking, Garrett and I were talking about this earlier. WWE has responded by going head to head with them with whether Vince realizes it or not, their strongest brand on Wednesday. That's the funny part. 
he may have just been throwing some shit at them. He doesn't realize that he threw like their best brand at them. Um, what do you think the next year holds for AEW? Wow. Is that hard to predict? It really is. I think it's too early to tell. For some reason, Alex is jacking off the fucking white claw to that question. You know why? Because he's question. a little buzzed now. He's <laughs> look a little at him. fucked up. Look, at, look, his alcohol. face is a little red. A you got little a little red. white claw buzz, and you realize Hot Girl Summer's a lot better than you thought. He's that it giving was. it the look like <laughs> he was looking at the claw. Like, how did you do this to me? And you're like, God damn it! It tasted. It was fine. Th- no, the thing is, you get one down. The next four taste so good. <laughs> it's like any. That's any alcoholic drink. I know. Once you get past the barrier, what kind of can? If they okay, what okay? Let hear me out. Why are we suddenly promoting White Claw like they're giving us a fucking sponsorship? I want to, but we I have will, to ask you a you question. You fucking for, made a scene. You did. You jerk off. You, you wanted attention, attention and you got it. To yourself, Neil should have an issue with you now because you upstaged him. Okay. Let's say it tastes the exact same, but it is presented to you in a black can, no words, just a pentagram. Will you drink that beverage? Yeah, he would. And it's cold metal as fuck. (laughs) Satan's come. Satan's come. (laughs) That's my new favorite drink. (laughs) Yep. Because they called it White Claw. You're going, oh man. What if you like, you finally meet Satan and you're like, holy shit, Satan. I've heard so much music about you. I love you so much. Let's and, have a drink together. And then he's he's like, yeah, come sit down with me, Alex. Let's chat about your favorite tunes. And you're so story. excited to talk to Satan. And then he's like, here you go. And he hands you a white claw. The grapefruit one. The grapefruit one. And he said, this is my favorite drink. He cracks two open and slides one over to you. As you drink that with Satan, are you able to drink that without making the faces that you did to me? Are you going to jerk off the can at him the same way you just did to Neil? I can go back to heaven. Would you really say that to Satan? You wouldn't just sit there and drink the White Claw and talk about Slayer? (laughs) (laughs) Be like, Jesus, Satan didn't know you were such a pussy. (laughs) Yeah, are you going to say that to the Only thing worse would have been if you'd had a Coors Light. That actually, honestly, and he'd be like, and that's why you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Neil, Neil, you get to close out this episode however you want. This is your episode. What does that mean? I don't know. Alex jerked off a white claw. We got sidetracked. Usually we end this show by talking about something not wrestling related. We start the show <laughs> that way too. Holy shit. Also, I think we have to mention that the four of us are seeing Hobbs and Shaw in the morning. Oh, this yeah. Is, is this your fourth time? This will be my fourth. This will be my first. Oh my Wait God. a minute. You've seen this fucking movie four times? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I'm after sorry tomorrow. for all the shit I just talked on you. Thank you for having the most rational response in the room <laughs> to a movie that in three oh, years. I've never seen a movie in theaters more than once. Well, I can't. I mean, I've definitely gone beyond that. But we've I've both... seen Casablanca in theaters like three times. Is there and that any... movie's not even out. Is there Since anyone <laughs> in this room that thinks Hobbs and Shaw will not be in the 396 DVD bin at Walmart in three years? Nobody disagrees, including the guy who's the biggest proponent. No, it will not. This movie is never going below 499 on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> on iTunes. No, this movie, it's already, you know how I said like it probably wasn't going to make its money back? It's about to hit 600 million. Oh, baby. That means we're getting more of these shits. And we're throwing some of our money at that tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. Are you... You candy man at the the movies? No. What the I'm fuck a diabetic, so I can't. <sighs> I feel like I 
Well, you owe him an apology. I told him, you said that he could end it however he wanted, and then I was like, do you want to talk about a thing you can't have? Neil, is there anything you would like to plug at the end of this episode, something that's important to your heart as... As Alex takes a piss and finally abides by the rule of keeping the door open. It's because it's a number one this time. <laughs> Didn't stop Garrett. I heard all the... <laughs> I just heard yep. a little bit of White Claw go back into the room. Anything you'd like to say to cap off this wonderful episode? Keep listening to Predetermined a Pro Wrestling Hangout, guys. Oh. Oh. Neil, we love you. you to change we love pants. you, too. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the story. Check us out on social media at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram at Wrestle Hangout on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Predetermined Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us fanfic, erotic fan fiction, just a nice email, something cool. If you want to send us some music, I don't know. <laughs> Hit our goddamn music. <laughs>